Alright guys, uh, welcome back to another episode of uh, 100 Books a Year with Kevin. Uh, today, let's uh, spend probably one of our last episodes on this, um, on the book uh, How to Become a Lynchman uh, by Seth Golden. Um, when we talk about, you know, uh, becoming a lynchpin, right, become somebody that is indispensable, we tend to think about it as in the work context, right, in the career pro, uh, progress along those lines. So it's cool to kind of think about, okay, how are we currently getting indoctrinated with um, uh, the cog in the machine uh, mindset, and then how should we transform ourselves in a uh, in a sense from a career per, uh, pursuing perspective and how should we uh, go about doing that so let's take a step back right in the old world the factory owner needs compliant uh, not so high paid replaceable worker quote-unquote the cognitive machine right just to make sure that the uh, warehouse runs well and that's it and if you think about it, as we go into the modern age, right, we, we're, we're, we're getting quote-unquote high-end jobs, but most of the stuff, they still start off with a resume. Uh, for me, personally, I, I, I when I'm a recruiter or when I'm getting into uh, a job interview, the more the person put an emphasis on the resume, the more, uh, I want to say, less happy I am, in a sense. Um, because they're focusing on the past, right? They're not asking you good behavioral questions. They're not talking about, hey, okay, let's assess the, the um, you know, the uh, skill for uh, problem solving. They're just looking at the past. So resume, according to Seth Golden, um, he appears to agree with me. It's the same thing, right? It's a way of training us to be a cog in the machine. So when we're looking at resume, it forces our employer to say, hey, you're missing this. You don't have an Ivy League college degree. You're not taking that classes. You're missing that. So a resume is giving your employer reasons to reject you, right? And then um, in a sense, a person who got hired on basically from uh, the resume is not really a linchpin, right? I'm not saying that it's not going to uh, he or she is not going to get like upgraded to a linchpin, but I'm saying is, eh, it's probably not going to happen. So is there any other ways that we can get a pass at it, that we can dilute the um, experiences of getting a resume or, 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 or get a job with a resume? Um, maybe a couple of letter of recommendations, right? Maybe you have a good reputation in that field. Right, uh, like a lot of times when we are looking at the uh, tech executive hiring, they're usually uh, from a, a relationship where they have good good uh, reputation, um, and maybe a, a sophisticated uh, project that the uh, person know. Right, maybe say, hey, I I did this app, or hey, I uh, I made this hardware. That's a little bit rarer than before, right? But maybe a podcast and maybe a blog, right? Uh, just so you know, on my LinkedIn profile, I have this podcast link on there, and then I have um, my Goodreads uh, link on there, right? Just to show them, hey, this is what Kevin is thinking, this is what Kevin is doing, all that fun stuff. So if we look back, right, if we talk about, hey, what is a good measure, 
like in terms of hiring a linchpin is to show, not tell, right? It's to demonstrate that, hey, this is my mindset is something that I'm doing right now. Um, in a sense with projects, the projects are the new resume in a sense. So if you only just have a resume, then you are still a cog in the machine, right? And that's okay, right? right? But, but, but the first step to change is to recognize that, hey, I'm still a cog in the machine. Um, and when people think about, I really do like this kind of like a input is uh, when, when people think about white collar jobs, right? Uh, the high end jobs or, or uh, working with a insurance agents or, uh, or in the field of insurance, um, is white collar job really that good? Probably not. They are, they are, they are still working as a cog in the machine. Um, their work is planned, their work is controlled, their work is measured. Um, it is kind of like factual work because you are still, um, kind of trying to optimize for productivity. So the, the only way, right, circling back to a linchpin conversation, the only way to be quote-unquote indispensable is to be different. Because if you are the same, there are plenty of other people that want to take your job as well. Um, so if we think about this um, exactly, right, what what is a quote-unquote an intuitive example of a linchpin? Right. If you think about okay, the people that I know, the people that uh, I admire in the public or uh, in, you know, like private, like I bet the first couple of people that that are come into your mind is usually people that are CEOs, right? People that are um, entrepreneurs, um, you know, Jobs, Tim Cook, right, um, along those lines, Elon Musk. So, how can you tell, right? Because I. I feel like because I'm after reading this book, I'm saying, hmm, am I a linchpin in my uh in my you know our team on my uh, company? It's a very very interesting thought, right? So how how can we tell that we're actually the linchpin of our uh, team of our uh, company? Um, couple indicators, right? So first of all, obviously, is your uh, actual contribution, right? Like, um, are you the person that people reach out to you for problem shooting or for uh, planning? Um, secondly, I think this is interesting. Um, the more value you create in, uh, in your job, the fewer clock minutes that labor you actually spend on doing that job. This is obviously um, talking about, you know, knowledge workers, right? Um, but like, if you create enough value then you don't need to work work that long in that current job right and then um most of the time people still want to you know uh most or most ordinary people can still become a linchpin but it's hard to make that realization so just to summarize right kind of like what we talk about it today um how do you find a great job right uh, or how do you um, identify yourself as a linchpin? I think from an application perspective, right? Have that letter of recommendation, have that project, have that something that's going to make you stand out. It's very, very important. Do a podcast, right? Or a, a, attach a reading list. Um, and it's it's really hard because, you know, like I've dealt with a couple of um, HR people uh, was my last uh, job at a tech company, 
um, HR, they don't change that much and they're not allowed to change that much because they need to make sure that the process are good for countless and countless, countless amount of people going in, in, and, out, out, in and out of the company. So it's really, really important to find a company that understands the value of a linchpin. I'm not saying all, like all the time, but I'm saying that maybe join an early stage company, right? Where they really need a high uh, talent density to improve and to get on the right track. Because if you join like a well-established well company, then they don't need linchpins necessarily. They need a cognitive machine to get it to work. So that's why you see some quote-unquote serial entrepreneurs. They, um, they, 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 they bounce around companies because they cannot stay in one place. Uh, if the company gets too big, then they're just hard for them to contribute and they're not mentally simulated enough. I think that's kind of where I lie in that sense. I guess I'm kind of a linchpin where I just uh, quit my job um, earlier this month and uh, are currently uh, looking into accepting a couple offers from an, a couple other tech company, right? And it's really important if you are a linchpin, a linchpin to find a company that actually hires real people, not paper. I think this is probably my biggest takeaway from uh, switching jobs and job hunting for the last couple of weeks is that, you know, if the game of recruiting or if any game that you're playing is designed for you to lose, uh, i.e. becoming a cog in the machine, then play a different game, right? Nobody is saying that you have to uh, play in that game. Um, it's kind of like in poker, when the table is too tough for you, like you just keep losing and losing and then just getting pounded at it, then, you know, like find softer competition, right? But it's really, really important, at least for me, and I, I think if you're listening to this for you as well, um, is to find a company that really hires people, not paper, not degrees, not resume, not not like your GPA. It's really somebody that is willing to look into, look into the future and, uh, and uh, assessing your skills and abilities through behavioral questions, let's say, and then to make sure that they actually um, not looking from your past, right? So, uh, okay, this is uh, kind of like the ending episode for this Lynchman series. I think they're really actually pretty interesting. So if you like this podcast, uh, like it, subscribe, share it with your friends. And then tomorrow we're going to start a new book. Thanks. Bye.